248643. When I was a kid, that was the number I had to dial on my rotary phone to call my best friend who lived a few blocks away. I still remember the number. And you didn't have to dial an area code or even the first two numbers of the prefix, 48643. That's all I had to dial. That was probably a good thing because we were using rotary phones. Well, times sure have changed. But the elements of friendship, are they any different? We'll talk about it coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome to The Inner Life. I'm Patrick Conley. Grateful that you've tuned in for this hour of spiritual direction. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, well, I'm not dialing rotary phones anymore. Though, you know, interestingly enough, we still talk about dialing our phones. And I couldn't tell you any of the phone numbers of my friends today as they're all just saved in my contacts. And the bikes that I ride with my friends now tend to have large engines on them rather than pedals. I don't play baseball and football outside with my friends nearly as much as I watch or go to games with them. Even though much in life has changed, my friends have played and continue to play a significant role in my ongoing development as a man, as a husband, as a friend, and as a follower of Christ. And when it comes to the latter, when I consider all the major decisions of my life of faith, and actually many of the smaller ones too, They have all been made in a spirit of prayer and with the wisdom of close friends. I've shared joys and challenges, triumphs and troubles, victories and defeats with friends. And when it comes right down to it, it's unsettling to think about what life would be like without them. Today on the show, we're talking about fraternity and friendship. What and how your friends contribute to your life as a disciple of Jesus. And we'll throw in some ideas on how to build strong, godly friendships as well. Joining us today as our spiritual director is Father Bobby Blood, priest in the Diocese of Rockford, Illinois, serving as the spiritual director and vice principal at St. Edward High School in Elgin. Welcome back to the show, Father. Good to be with you. Great to be with you. Talking about friendship should be a good day. I know. Very good. And I am grateful that I did get to meet you at one point face-to-face and we can develop our friendship as well over these uh, coming months and years. So I'm looking forward to that too. Well, let's just start with friends, just a little reflection on your own friendships, Father. I mean, uh, did you have some significant friendships in your growing up time as well? Absolutely. I, I loved your up with the, the, the sort of nostalgia of friendship. It it grows and develops, but you, you can't lose the, those memories of of growing up and and. For me, a lot of my friendships just marked with laughter. There was so yeah. much laughing as a, as a kid with your classmates, or you have your your sleepovers and your your street football games, and um, and the hope is even as we continue to grow that you know you still have that laughter in your life. Yeah, and that's well, certainly. I mean, laughter is such a, a staple part of enjoying life together with friends and making memories. Sometimes doing just, let's be honest, some pretty stupid stuff <laughs> together. But even that being the case, I mean, it seems like, you know, with growing up, we've got we've got school that um, a lot of people are, whether they're part of a public school or private school, um, that they're they're thrown together, right, for many hours in the day. And so some of these friendships just kind of uh, they take root and start to mature kind of naturally just because of the time that you're spending together. But then when we reach adulthood, I mean... That can be more of a challenge because um, our workplace environments, maybe especially after the pandemic, we're not 
working in an office so much anymore. Maybe we don't have, we don't rub shoulders with a lot of people who are who are similar to us, kind of in the same position of life. So it does get more difficult, doesn't it, as we reach adulthood? It does. And I, I think a lot of uh, those relationships we do build come from the workplace. And um, I, I don't know about you. I imagine, you know, working with Ralph and Radio, there's um, a certain freedom and love, but a lot of folks don't even really enjoy their work. And so most people are sort of watching that clock, you know, when it's 5 p.m. yet, can I leave? And, and I think sometimes that, that makes it harder to intentionally live in the communion that's right in front of us. Yeah. Um, but. It's a good point, and and especially, I mean, I'm even thinking about that too. I mean, I'm I'm not part of the the Lincolnshire team, the headquarters team there at Relevant Radio, although I was down there just last week for some days of formation. It was great, great, great to to be with, and that's one of the things too. I think one of the staple parts of friendship is just uh, spending time together. Yeah. Um, Face yeah, and, to face, and 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 making memories. You know, I've I've realized growing up, a lot of times, when when I spend time with my friends, it's it's getting a cup and getting a cup of coffee and, and catching up. But yeah. that's just not the same as as making new memories. You know, it's mm. it's easy to sit, you know remember the glory days, but it's it's good to to have those renewed moments of of making memories, even even as adults. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into it specifically in terms of our life of faith. And looking at Scripture, Father, I'm just wondering if there are any particular Scriptures that come to mind when we're talking about not just friendship in general, but, I mean, I'm just thinking of like Jesus and the apostles. I mean, there's there's friendships that's be, that are being built there, even in there. I mean, obviously, with three years of earthly ministry, they are making some pretty profound memories, I would imagine. Yeah, I think about all the conversations they had that we don't get to read. We have these powerful moments of encounter with Jesus and the apostles and and the work they're doing together, but all the time they spent walking from town to town. The stories they shared and the laughter and and I'm sure some odd folks they probably ran into and um you know, in a particular, I, I think of the the call of Simon Peter. He's been sort of um, the the apostle, the saint that's been entering into my own prayer and reflection lately. And you think about that first moment when Jesus climbs into the boat and is preaching to the people, and and immediately shows Peter, "Hey, we we're going to do some stuff." And yeah. uh, and immediately Peter is sort of taken by Jesus, realizing, "Well, this is this is somebody I want to be around a long time." Um, and then you know, uh, Jesus names it. At, uh, I think it's in the Gospel of John. He talks about how, you know, I don't call you servants, but friends. Hmm. He invites them into a mutuality. There's going to be some some two-way street relationships happening with Jesus. It's not just the God-man comes down and, and he shares all the good news, but also he wants to invite us right into the midst of, of that life and ministry with him. Well, I want, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of the things, maybe a misconception that some people can have in their relationship with Jesus, that he is called to be a friend. Now, I know that can be overplayed. You know, I, I've, I've seen many times where that seems to be uh, overplayed that his, Jesus is a friend, but perhaps he, he kind of loses some of the elements of lordship or that he is the God of the universe, you know, but, but at the same time, um, there, we can't do away with it either, right? Jesus has to be a friend. 
Yeah, I think of that uh, that cheesy song, you know. Jesus is a friend of mine. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, yeah, he definitely is, but I don't know if he likes that jam as much. Um, but it, yeah, it is an interesting sort of dynamic because oftentimes we're we're waiting on the Lord to to bring us clarity, to to bring us peace or healing, and and that's true, right? He he never loses his sense of mystery and power. Um, but as we sort of reflect on the transcendence of God. Um, especially in Jesus taking on flesh, we also have the imminence. He's so close to us, and um, he doesn't want us to shy away from that sort of intimacy with him where um, sometimes with a friend, all you want to do is spend time with him. I think mm-hmm. of certain times in, in my spiritual life where um, I don't want to work through something. I don't want to to sort of do the heavy lifting today. I, I just want to sit with him, and I, and I think in those moments— I found some of the greatest growth um, in realizing that, especially in the sacraments, but really even just in prayer, being able to say like, you know what, I'm with somebody, a someone, a person who cares for me and I care for him and I can rest in that reality even before uh, looking ahead to, to where we're going maybe in the spiritual life. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I know that one of the ways that I fall into, um, not intentionally, but fall into is just, uh, you know, making my, my, making my prayer time. It kind of removes that personal peace. And a lot of times if it's, if it's just a lot of intentions that I have, which is not a bad thing to ask things of the Lord, of course, he wants us to do that. Um, but it's not that, you know, kind of like what you were saying about earthly friends that we're, we're actually building our friendship by making these memories together. I remember just recently I was I was driving and I, I had a, a bit of Christian music on as well and I was listening to it and suddenly it was just swept up like it like you said I'm here I'm with the Lord the Lord is right here and I just started talking to him. I mean just as if he was in the passenger seat next to me as I was driving. And those types of those types of moments whether they come in Eucharistic adoration or during the time uh, time set aside for prayer, or maybe they just kind of creep up on you like they did me. Those are important times in building relationship with the Lord. And sometimes it's hard to to take the time we need for recreation and rest. And um, a piece of advice I've given some folks who come to me for spiritual direction is um, plan a day with Jesus. So nice. maybe that looks like going on a hike. Maybe that is going to your favorite coffee shop on your own and um enter into the awkwardness of being alone for a little bit and, and do things you enjoy. And then throughout that day, just um, call to mind the fact that Jesus is there and and share with him the simple things as well as the complex. You know, yeah. prayer doesn't always have to to be super complicated. It can it can be look look like, hey, you know, Lord, this week was exhausting and um, here's some, some good things that happen and, and here's some things that are still kind of weighing heavy and, and just allow that conversation to be simple and easy. Um, and trust that the Lord will show up too and, and sort of make those conversations uh, fruitful. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Our spiritual director today is Father Bobby Blood as we're talking about friendship and fraternity. What roles the friends that we have can play in our development as a follower of Jesus and what our friendship with Jesus actually looks like. So the questions for you are, what what do your friends, friendships look like? Do you have people that walk uh, with you through your life of faith? How have they supported you in difficult times? Have there been any particular moments when friends have played a key role in helping you grow in your relationship with Jesus. Give us a call. Join the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. Maybe you have a question, too, about how to develop a friendship or even begin a friendship um, in order to be uh, encouraged and inspired in this particular way. 
Give us a call. Ask our ask our spiritual director, Father Blood, this question, 888-914-9149. Or you can also, of course, send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And I think one of the things, Father, that the catechism lays out makes pretty clear for us is that we are actually designed for uh, what what the catechism calls friendship with God. Yeah, I, I asked my students that I'm teaching an apologetics course at my high school this year, just as an elective, and and I was having them um, reflect on what do they think heaven is going to be like, and I was kind of moved. One of the students said that she imagined um, walking in in a garden with Jesus almost um, reflecting back to the first moments of humanity walking with God in the garden and um, and how powerful it is to think about that our goal is to, again, be in that right relationship with God where we can spend time and, and really um, live out that call. I mean, that's why he created us. to He created us to be loved and to love. And um, our sin gets in the way oftentimes, but in those moments where we can sort of set aside our sin and really choose to to start walking with him, it, it can be a really moving reality for us. Any thoughts, Father, on what the what are, what are some of the obstacles? I mean, sin, of course, but I'm just thinking like mentality-wise in today's Catholic world, I mean, in, in the Catholic Church today, any obstacles that come to mind to people actually having an attitude towards friendship with God? I mean, is that something that uh, you think sits pretty palatably with most Catholics, or is it something that is rather foreign to them and seems more perhaps Protestant? Yeah, I, I could see some folks kind of seeing it as more of a, a Protestant perspective of a faith because um, we as Catholics, we have you know our set of rules and regulations, and um, sometimes we can focus on what are the boxes that I'm called to check as a Catholic, right? I've got to do all these things the right way, and and that's where our focus is, and, and, and there's merit that to, to that, to do the things that we're asked to do. Um, but I think one of the stumbling blocks for us is um, we allow ourselves to compartmentalize our faith, where mm. at certain points we're choosing to, to do uh, the faith thing, and other times we're just living life. Um, but I think the call is to integrate these two realities that in every moment of living life, in all its forms, in our work, in our play, in our family, in our friends, um, we're also called to live that in accord with unity with Jesus. And so a big stumbling block is just our perspective, right? So yeah. for, for many, their experience of faith is I go to mass on Sunday. Awesome. Definitely do that. But if that's where it starts and stops, we're missing out on, you know, six and a half days of, of relationship. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that comes to mind is, is just stress management. I think a lot of folks are, are heavier than they want to let on. Um, they might be uh, heavy from work stress or personal stress, and and then we're just trying to push through the day instead of realizing something is being given in today. Um, and we have to look at that head on and say, okay, how do I manage my human heaviness and return it back to the sort of balance with the Lord? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one of the things, too, that I have appreciated over and over and over again about uh, becoming Catholic and living, a, attempting to live anyway, a life of a, of a Catholic uh, disciple is that we had this kind of ingrained both sacramental and incarnational view of God's grace coming to us through the ordinary stuff of life. And I don't know that I'm stretching it too far when I say that friendship with God is often embodied to us. Um, yes, in the sacraments, certainly, uh, they're first and foremost, right, especially in the sacrament of the Eucharist. But it's also embodied to us by the earthly friendships that we have with other people, isn't it? Absolutely. 
You know, God is is all good. He's, he's perfect activity. And so anytime we experience the good in another, we're really seeing the craftsmanship of, of God. And um, especially when we talk about, you know, intimacy with other Christians, by the nature of their baptism, right, they've been divinized. They're, they're made like Christ. And, um, and in those moments, right, God is not bound by the sacraments. He's not bound by the seven. And right. so we should definitely avail ourselves of all the grace that we know the church offers, but recognize that he can meet us in, in the simplest of moments, especially, I think, in the people in our life. You think about um, his eternal plan for us. He knew that we were not meant to be alone. He says that a man is not meant to be alone. So we're being called to enter into these relationships as a, a sweetness and a gift from the Lord. Talking about friendship and fraternity and finding that and building upon that here on The Inner Life Today with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. If you have a story, hey, it's it's shout-out time. If you have a story, a friend you'd like to give a shout-out to that this friend has really meant a lot to you in your spiritual development, your growth uh, together in the Lord, then give us a call. Join the conversation, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. Father, I'm... Uh, we, we've, uh, I think we've danced around it, maybe even used the term a couple times, but one of the things we really want to focus on is authenticity, and that's obviously a, a pinnacle uh, characteristic of friendship, that you want to be authentic in your friendships too. What does that actually mean to you, Father, when I say authentic friendship? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big word. It's a big reality. Yeah. Um, when I think about friendships, obviously, it's supposed to be a two-way street. And I think sometimes we struggle with authenticity or vulnerability, um, both in receiving it of other people because it might be tender, but but maybe especially in sharing it because there's risk in authenticity. What if I'm not being received, you know, exactly how I am? What if, um, you know, my struggles are, are too big for a friend to carry? We can sort of shy away from from that authenticity. Um, and then also to, to realize that a, a true friend is one who uh, really loves, wills the good of the other as mm-hmm. other. And so the hope would be that you have two individuals who are both meeting each other in that place um, of generosity. Uh, but sometimes you can realize, oh, man, they they don't have the ability to meet me at the 100% I want to give. Or, oh, maybe, wow. yeah. or maybe I don't have the 100% to give. And so then we have to have conversations with that about that and um, try to just inch ourselves closer to a place of, of comfort where we feel safe enough to share with those people that God has given us. Mm. Well, that raises a whole host of questions in my mind, but I think we're, we'll go into our first break here and come back and pick that up right where you left it there, Father. Again, we're talking about authentic friendship and fraternity and how that helps in building up our life with the Lord. If you have a friend that you'd like to talk about here on the air to give a shout-out to, we'd love to hear it. 888-914-9149 is our number. Maybe it's hard to make time for friendships. Maybe you have a question about, well, how do I uh, make time to make friends? That's a great question for our spiritual director, Father Blood. And our number again is 888-914-9149. Our email address is relevantradio.com. We're off into our first break, but we'll be back with more of The Inner Life right after this. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. 
Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are going to be friends. Welcome back. Welcome back to The Inner Life as we're talking about friendship here on the program today. Authentic friendship and fraternity with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. You know, some of the friends that we have as Catholics, we are blessed to have and cheering us on all around us all the time are the saints, of course. And if you're at all unfamiliar with any of the saints, and even if you consider yourself pretty familiar, let me recommend to you uh, the New Saints podcast put on by the Merry Beggars that tell a new saint story every single week with five daily episodes. And they even come with activities for your kids. And it's all free. All you got to do is go over to uh, thesaintspodcast.com to sign up to receive the Saints Adventures of Faith and Courage to your inbox. Again, that's thesaintspodcast.com. As I said, we're talking about friendship here on the program today. Let's take a phone call. Crystal is calling in from Elkhart, Indiana. Crystal, good afternoon to you. Thanks for calling in. Good afternoon to you, too. Um, Thank you so much for taking my call. I did have a question. Uh, Due to my military career, I've moved a lot, and I've since settled down. And in settling down, I've gone to a new Catholic church. I've met many new people, but unfortunately have not been able to overcome some barriers within my culture and my differences um, from those in our community. And it's been very difficult finding uh, authentic friendships. I was wondering... I do pray the rosary every day. I pray for people who might not think I'm their cup of tea, but I don't know how to become friends it, without making it awkward or forcing myself on another. How can I improve this and have more authentic friendships? That's a great question. Yeah, I think sometimes in our, in our my, at least my experience of parish life, it can be hard to to break into a new community because people sort of get in their their own. Um, habits and their own way of life. Um, but I think even the desire to want to build friendships, having that perspective is, is a great start. Um, I would say some of it comes down to allowing small shifts um, to be big shifts. And what I mean by that is um, if you notice somebody or, or something uh, in somebody that you appreciate, to just name it. Um, and even if it's a, a small moment of connection, that's worth rejoicing. And even if it doesn't immediately go into real friendship or you don't end up spending more time together, we're, we're starting to, to learn to build those simple relationships where we appreciate another. And then hopefully somebody will step into that role and, and do the same for you. Um, another recommendation I'd have is um, to just try and ask around to see what's happening at the parish. Maybe it's an alpha program uh, for, for men. Maybe it's this man is you in the morning. Maybe they have a retreat once a year. And just putting ourselves in the near occasion of friendship um, because it, it takes the, the intentional time in those communities um, to hopefully develop into to real friendship. And, and maybe that's important for us to make that distinction between fraternity and friendship. I, I think fraternity is finding kinship with those that we're around. And a lot of times that'll be step one in, in a parish setting is spending that time in, in intentional community. And then hopefully to see friendship blossom in some small way. Um, but but it, it takes time, and so I, I appreciate your your willingness to to keep going uh, up to bat in, in that difficulty. 
Thank you, Crystal, for the call. And one of the things Crystal's call really brings to mind for me, Father, is that kind of attitude that those of us who find ourselves as regular parishioners, maybe we've been a parishioner in a particular parish for years and years and years, maybe our entire lives um, we've been in the same parish. And it it can get, I mean, I'm, I'm not putting any fingers here, but it can get to the point where at a parish, it's almost as if, you know, somebody walks into the parish and they get this kind of look like you're walking into the local bar. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. everybody kind of, the music stops and everybody kind of turns and gives you this very questioning, dubious look, you know, right? Um, it's not quite that bad, but... Um, I think that oftentimes we forget that we always need to be on the lookout for the newcomers, for the people whose faces are unfamiliar, and we need to be welcoming, right? Yeah, and and, and to take a shot, let's say you are one of those parishioners who has been there for a long time, it can feel awkward or feel like it's not your place to, to step out and, and greet somebody who seems new. Well, what if they've been here and I just don't know them? This could be so awkward. Um, but I would just say take a shot. Um, when I was, my first few years, I was at a pretty big parish, but I would notice, especially if there was a family that I, I didn't remember, I'd go out of my way just to reintroduce myself. Um, and then to ask, you know, are, are you from here? Are you new to the area? And what's beautiful is oftentimes people, when they get to a new community are, are church shopping, right? They're jumping from yeah. parish to parish and, right. um, you know, I had a number of folks who who joined the parish just because they had, you know, at least one positive conversation and realized, oh, you know, maybe I do belong here. Yeah. Uh, but we again, we have to sort of take that risk and and if we're new, um, to pray for the grace to overcome our own nervousness and and to just presume that you belong here, uh, because as Catholics, it's it's universal and it's communal in nature. And so even if you're not a member of a certain parish. This is your faith, and and we're one family of faith. So, don't be afraid to to talk to the family after mass, and and who's behind you, and, and introduce yourself. Right, I think that can go a long way. Yeah, absolutely, and maybe even just maybe asking a question of them, right? Like you know, um, uh, what's going on in terms of this, or you know, how do I find that, or whatever it might be. What's the best? Might... What's the best breakfast spot? Even there you go. As yeah, simple as that. Right, right. That uh, it can break the ice and really start a conversation going. And yeah, like you, Father, like you were just saying, I know my wife and I, uh, one particular parish that we became part of when we were still kind of in that church shopping mode because we were new to an area. Um, yeah, immediately the woman in front of us right after right after the service turned around and just said, um, hey, I don't recognize you. Are you new here? <laughs> Which was, that's all it took. We were there for the rest of the time we were in that city. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's really important. Well, thank you again, Crystal. Thank you for the call. Great things to talk about as we're talking about friendship, authentic friendship and fraternity here on The Inner Life Today with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. If you have, uh, if a friend has made a huge difference in your life, maybe at a particular moment, an important moment in your life of faith, and you'd like to, you'd like to talk about it, you'd like to tell us uh, what it was that made that so important and how that person was a friend to you, give us a call, 888-914-9149. Or if you have a question, as Crystal did, about building friendships, 888-914-9149 is our phone number, innerlife at relevantradio.com is our email address. Well, you started, you you did go into this a little bit, Father, but I want to make sure we're clear about it. Fraternity and friendship, similar but different? 
Yeah, I guess from my perspective, when we talk about fraternity, you can have fraternity with folks that that maybe you don't uh, claim as like a deep friendship. Um, mm. So we oftentimes you hear the phrase like priestly fraternity. So I've got priests I'm good friends with, and and we share vulnerably, and it very much is like a two way street, and they're the ones I want to make memories with and laugh with, and and there are certain priests that that maybe I don't necessarily connect with on a friendship level but we all have something in common in the priesthood and so when we have deanery meetings or we're we're at a dinner together there's an ease because we share a community so i think all of us in the communities we have are, are called to have fraternity i think of um, even like, you know, we mentioned at the at the top about students in school, right? They're sharing yep. this community or in our workplace. You, there's certain experiences you have about the boss and the coworkers and the work that you're doing. And, and you can share moments of connection um, without maybe taking a, a step deeper into friendship. And, and that's not to belittle fraternity at all. I, I think it's an essential part of living a human life. Sure. Um, but, I, but I think they sort of uh, play together in the same sandbox. All right. Very good. Back to the phones we go. Patricia calling in from San Diego, California. Patricia, good morning. How are things in San Diego? Good morning. Um, I just wanted to share, I listened to a a caller right before, and I rejoined a church that I had left for a number of years, about three years ago, and I've jumped in and helped with the, the Catholic Women's Club and things like that. But it takes a long time to kind of break into the group that's there. And I, I, ha- I feel like I have developed friends, but I haven't developed friends at the level that I would really like to. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It, it takes time. Um, I also think sometimes we struggle with um, building our own sort of cliques or groups where uh, we have our inside jokes, and it and it's hard to have that same sort of freedom and fun with someone new. Um, but I think it's 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 worthy work, but it's hard work. Um, and so I think that's a call for everyone listening to realize, you know, have I been somebody who is warm and welcoming towards the stranger, or has that not even been on my radar? Right? I don't think anybody. Um, is intentionally trying to be close-minded or close-hearted, but I think we get in our own zone and, and sometimes miss out on the opportunity to to share deeper moments. Um, and I would say sometimes it takes the risk of of taking step one. So if you've built maybe these connections in fraternity with people in the parish, being able to to be honest if you had a hard week, being able mm-hmm. to name to somebody that you feel like you want to grow in friendship with and and share a hardship or a joy uh, more vulnerably and just see how they respond. And, and maybe it'll be a great fit or maybe you'll realize like, okay, they, they don't have the, the, the space or capacity to, to be any deeper right now. And, and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. And in deepening friendships, father, um, that's, and Patricia, thank you for the call. And, and yeah, I agree. It's, it does take time. And that's one of the things that stirs in my mind as I'm hearing that is that, uh, uh, uh one of my best friends now, um, he had a principle that he shared. This was years ago, but it's stuck with me ever since. And his, and just getting your getting your take on this, Father. His assertion was that quantity of time together leads to quality of time together. Because, uh, in other words, it takes time spent with one another in order to, like you said, making memories. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I think in my time in seminary, you know, you have a lot of guys who 
discern in, discern out. There's a lot of, of transition. Um, but you realize the guys that you, you, you meet your first year might be yeah. your best friends by the time you graduate um, mm-hmm. and become ordained. And, and now you, you think about how life grows and changes and all the meals they have, all of the time in passing, you start to, you get to know a person just by sort of that time in their presence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very good. Nice. Well, let's go back to the phones now. Nathy is calling in from Anaheim, California. Another call from California. Nathy, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi, how are you today? I just wanted to let you know that I had a, um, I guess, a friendship moment. You're talking about walking into a church and having people look at you like, what are you doing here? And me and my husband, a few years back, were visiting in San Diego, and we arrived at a church. I don't remember the name. We arrived there early to find our seats. And immediately were greeted by the members of the church um, and asked to bring up the gifts. And I thought, what a wonderful welcome. Like, instead of making us feel uncomfortable or everybody looking like, who are they? They asked us to bring up the gifts, and it was just a wonderful inviting to a church. That's beautiful. Invitation to a church. (laughs) Mm. That's a a beautiful first witness. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was great. Yeah, what I found is sometimes smaller parishes are a little better at it. Even I was at a helping cover a, a tiny parish that maybe could hold fifty people, and uh, when I come as sort of a visiting priest, you can just tell immediately it's a it's a warm place that feels like home. And, and I think sometimes our bigger parishes, it's harder to capture that that spirit of of uh, early church hospitality. So that's a beautiful witness. Mm-hmm. Nathy, thank you. And uh, yeah, would that we all be uh, as that warm and welcoming because that is, I mean, it's the, it seems the seedbed for friendship when we have just a word of welcome on our lips to everyone who comes in, whether they've been at the parish for years and years and years, or whether they're brand new to the parish. It's a, it's an important thing to be, um, to be welcoming. So thank you for that, Nathy. Appreciate that phone call. We're talking about friendship and fraternity here on the show today with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood. If you, again, if you have a friend who has made a significant difference in your life of faith, maybe it's over the long haul too. Maybe it wasn't over at a specific time, but really over the long haul. Give us a call. Give that friend a shout out. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149 or Send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Let's go now to Vincent calling in from Sacramento, California. Vincent, good morning to you. Thanks for calling the Inner Life. Good morning. And the friend who's had the biggest uh, influence uh, on my spiritual life is the woman I later married. Uh, I was a fallen away Catholic. She was a Christian scientist, so that's how she was raised. Uh, and she became interested and converted to Catholicism. Uh, and I was so embarrassed at what a lousy Catholic I was that uh, I went back to confession after several decades, became active in the church uh, and in a lot of Catholic activities, and I decided to marry her. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, since then, she's been an incredible inspiration. And if the definition of friendship is two people who are trying to help each other get to heaven, well, that's my wife. Wow, that's a that's a good friend to make right there, huh, Vincent? <laughs> that's great. Yeah, it makes you think of a, a Giassani quote. He says, "The true nature of friendship is to live freely together for destiny." And I think to see a a friendship step into that role of uh, of marriage and vocation really points to that fact, right? We're we're driving for the same goal and and make sacrifices to to help each other come into deeper union with Christ. That's so beautiful. Yeah, good good testimony, Vincent. Thank you for the call. Up next is Denny calling in from Florida. Denny, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. 
Yeah, thank you. What have you got for us, Denny? You got a story about friendship, a question about friendship? Yeah. Yeah, I sure do. I sure do. I have valued my friendships above everything because my family, I had to admit that there was no love and nothing but violence and trauma there. So I have had, I'm almost 70 years old and I have had lifelong friends, six of them since fourth grade and then the other four, so it made 10 of us since seventh grade. And then something went wrong where one, apparently, I got a phone call from another person. This is going to sound like a fifth grade type of a question. I mean, a a situation. But one of those girls, not them, but one of some, a friend literally called me and gave me like this horrible whipping about me thinking I was invited to an event, like after a memorial service for a classmate. I felt a difference. I left, and then I got this phone call. It was the most phone, horrible phone call in my life, telling me that these lifelong friends had been trying to lose me. Two years later, another one of them showed up on my door, friends in fourth grade. I remember fighting over best friends in her bedroom when we were 11 or 12. She doesn't The other three don't remember it. One's dead, the other. But I remember all these things. So these traits always existed in a couple of them, but I never thought that I thought that they had outgrown them. Mm. And I just recently, at age in my upper 60s, became the victim of two people that I thought were lifelong friends that replaced my need for my friend, my family, finally after getting away from their violence. So I'm having a terrible time. They also all just got together in a cozy little get together, which only happens once every five years. My stomach hurts those chakras down there as I'm telling you about it. Mm. I immediately always go to what did I do, the suffering, the martyrdom. And I know that's not the new Catholicism that I want. So I want to know if you have any words of, words to have me turn to Hmm. yeah yeah anytime we have those sort of hurt feelings that heaviness um it can be so hard um to to move beyond them um and so you know the lord always wants us to be in a place of freedom and so uh, some of it is is to share vulnerably with the lord how we're feeling and then uh, allow the silence and the space for him to to speak to us and 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 bring some healing um, but I think sometimes it, it just takes getting a breath and a little bit of space so that, you know, when our stomach drops, we know that we do have some place to go, even if, if those folks maybe don't have the capacity to care for us the way we need right now. Mm, yeah. And Denny, the, other than our prayers, which you certainly have, uh, there's another uh, the thing that comes to mind is that we just did a show yesterday on on loving our enemies and offering forgiveness, and um, it was some really some profound things shared there. And tomorrow, actually, we're going to be talking about carrying your cross, so those might be good shows to turn into tune into here on the Inner Life as well. And for all our listeners, of course, you can always find our shows at relevantradio.com slash inner life. And uh, yeah, prayers for you, Denny. I, I pray that there would be a uh, yeah a, a reconciling time that's coming up because who knows what the Lord may just do in our midst. So, but thank you for the phone call. 
We uh, need to take another break, but we've got more calls to get to, and we've got more discussion to have with our spiritual director, Father Bobby Blood, on authentic friendship and fraternity. Uh, So if you have a question about building friendship, building fraternity, give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind, 888-914-9149. Again, 888-914-9149. You can always send us an email if you prefer inner life at relevantradio.com. We'll be back right after this with more of The Inner Life, so don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Our sponsor, the University of Dallas, invites you to check out The Quest, a five-episode video series on discovering our purpose and living it with courage. Start watching The Quest for free at relevantradio.com slash quest. You've got a friend in me. You've got a friend in me. When the road looks rough ahead and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. Boy, you got a friend in me. Yeah, indeed. We've got a friend. Not just in Jesus, but in others around us, too. And that helps us in our friendship with Jesus. That's what we're talking about today on The Inner Life. Thanks for joining us. My name is Patrick Conley. And my thanks to Nick Sentovich, our producer, Thomas Engus, for taking your phone calls. And our spiritual director today, Father Bobby Blood, we're talking about friendship and fraternity. The many, many different ways in which people have played a significant role in our lives as friends as we move forward in our friendship with the Lord as well. Thank you for all of those who have called in. We'll see how many we can get to here. But if you have a story to share, we've got a number for you, 888-914-9149. Up next on the phone list is Sherry calling in from Gaylord, Michigan. Sherry, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I just wanted to share a a little uh, experience that I had in trying to make our parishes more friendly. So I'm I'm a convert and I'm an introvert, and (laughs) this was not easy for me, but... um, my husband and I decided that we'd kind of make a resolution and every Sunday we'd sit somewhere different in mass because, you know, you see the same people. If you sit in the same pew, nobody ever moves around. So we made this resolution to sit somewhere different and speak to someone after, after every mass. And <laughs> lo and behold, it was just a uh, second or third time that we did this and there was a family behind us and um, we introduced ourselves and they had just moved to the area and they had only been second time attending mass there. And um, we became fast friends. So that was kind of interesting. We've been friends for 20 years. They're like family. Our kids grew up together. And, you know, sometimes when you take that leap of faith, God brings it right back to you as a blessing too. So just wanted to encourage others in that. That's beautiful, Sherry. And how cool to see the Lord both bless you and also this family at the same time to realize that both had needs and and, and through your docility to, to answer his call to, to sit somewhere different, he, he went above and beyond for both of you. So thanks for sharing with us, Sherry. Yeah, great encouraging call, Sherry. Thanks for calling in and sharing that with all of us. That's great. Let's go now to Penny calling in from California. Penny, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. I just wanted to share two things. Uh, One is about a friend um, that I made uh, uh, close to 15 years ago. Um, We were going to church together, and I really didn't know her at all. She's my parents' age, and 
one day I said hi to her, but one day she called me up and she said, I'm passing by your house. Her grandson is the same age as my son. And she said, I'd like to take your son to the park. And my first reaction with my grandson, my first reaction was, I don't need the help. No, thank you. I'm busy. And then I thought, no, I really need that. I had another child. Now I have four, but at the time I only had the two. And I said, no, that would be great. And it was one of those things by me saying yes, and more importantly, her just saying, I'm going to help you. I'm coming by. I'm getting your son so you can have a breather. Um, and that started this friendship and where she's more than a friend. She's like my spiritual mother. She's just a wonderful lady. And every time we get together, she encourages me and reminds me of how I can be a better Christian. So that's, that's one thing. Um, and then the second thing is I'm new to Catholicism. Um, I, my husband and I converted a year ago and, um, when we first, for the first time, went to the Catholic Church, we were Protestant, went to the Catholic Church, and I mentioned to the priest that we were um, not Catholic, and I was asking some questions, and his response was, we're one family. And from that moment, I was very nervous to be at the church because it was all new to me, and that one phrase just was so welcoming, um, it made such a huge difference, and now I just I just really am happy to be part of the faith. Wow, two powerful witnesses. Thank you for sharing those with us, Penny. Yeah, it, it's amazing um, how moving it can be um, to have somebody going above and beyond to support us, right? For that that woman to, to say, no, I, I want to take your, your son to the park. I, I think of as a priest, um, to the the families who who have the open door policy, you know, Father, if you ever need a place for dinner, my door is always open, and um, and we have those people in our life who um, reflect that openness and that willingness to to just give you that space to to be yourself. So absolutely it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Penny, that's a great story, great uh, testimony to the power of uh, friendship and the power that it has in our spiritual lives to draw us closer to the Lord as well. So thank you for that call. Let's go now to Ann calling in from St. Paul, Minnesota. Ann, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling in. Hi. I wanted to say that it's really, friendships usually begin out of just shared uh, activities together. And so church is a perfect place to just get involved in something, whether it's the cleanup after a part, after a, a picnic or, or doing the donuts or anything at church, you're going to a class, um, do something like that. And you're going to meet people there and just have an open attitude, an open, friendly attitude to everybody there, regardless of the age. And friendships develop out of that. Then you'll see them at the next event. And it's just a really great way to um, to begin friendships. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love that you mentioned any age because there's something unique about the faith where we can have sort of uh, cross-generational friendships and young people learn from the wisdom of, of older folks and, and older folks can maybe recapture some of that freedom of, of the young people that they maybe miss. And, and I think that 
that's super beneficial for us to have different age groups supporting each other, right? Friendship isn't just the people who, who fit the same cookie cutter as us, but really could be anybody in your community. That's a great point as well. And thank you for the call there. Let's go now to Christina calling in from San Diego, California. You've been waiting on hold for a long time, Christina. Thanks for waiting. No worries. Thank you so much for being able to take my call this morning. I want to give a shout out to um, Father Fitzpatrick and Brianna Liu, their godparents, to my daughter, and Tim and Mary Kate at Ducey, their godparents, to my son. And I, the reason why I, I want to talk about godparents as a source of authentic friendship is when I came back to my Catholic faith and my husband converted to the Catholic faith, we, we had no, no kind of like community. And so we really had to find individuals within the church that we just had to take that leap of faith um, with regards to my daughter's godparents um, to establish a relationship and maintain that relationship. And then when my son came along, it was my husband's college roommate who we actually said, you know, they are excellent Catholic family, Catholic parents. We want to be able to stay connected with them and have an even deeper connection with them. And so we had asked them to be um, my son's godparents. And it's just been a joy in being able to like expand our friendship network through the faith, through godparents so that we have that lifelong connection. Yeah, I love that, Christina, especially to to find folks who have the same end goal in mind, right? The sanctity of your children and, and getting your family to heaven. So beautiful to see that uh, be a way by which you've been able to both um, deepen those relationships, but also expand. I, I found a lot of friendships are just networking. You're, you make a few friends who have a few friends and, and then you end up having a whole community around you. It's a real gift. Yeah, very good, Christina. Thanks for the call and the testimony and another place to find great friends as we're looking for godparents for our kids. Wonderful, wonderful idea. So, uh, Father, just in the last uh, minute or so before we ask for your blessing, I guess one of the questions that continues to come up in my mind is that authentic friendships, even especially maybe just starting out, I mean, do these arise out of like this personal kind of you're clicking, you know, like you you have this uh, kind of intangible connection, this rapport with somebody else, or does it take intentionality to build on that, or is it both? I think both. I think we can trust our gut, right? There are just some people who, maybe their demeanor, personality type, um, really sort of meshes with ours and and calls us on to more, becomes a place of comfort. Um, But I would say, you know, really with anybody, if you're trying to will their good and they're trying to will your good, um, fruit can be born. Um, so I would say if it really doesn't f- feel right, you can trust your gut and maybe move along. But but I would say if there's any inkling that, hey, maybe this could be fruitful for me or I feel the Lord calling me to, to be intentional, then to, to take one step deeper and kind of see how it sits. Mm. Yeah, it's very good. And I know, at least from my own personal experience, that uh, sometimes even people who have started off by kind of rubbing me the wrong way, as I, like you said before, as we started the show, built memories with them, spent time with them, suddenly they became very interesting and and eventually they actually became very close friends too. So yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff that happens there as well. Especially if you can name the thing that rubs you the wrong way. Cause oftentimes yeah. it's, it's something that we're doing or experiencing that, that makes it a little bit tougher. 
Yeah, true enough, true enough. Well, uh, giving others the chance to shine in the ways that they shine best would be a good way of uh, connecting with them as well. And uh, Father, since you are a priest of God, then one of the ways that you shine, I know all the time, is by giving your blessing, which we would ask from you now, please. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we ask your blessing, Father, upon your sons and daughters, that they might know that they have a place of friendship and community with you. May mighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Bobby Blood has been our spiritual director today talking about friendship and fraternity. As always, if you missed any part of the show or would like to share it with others, you can find us online, relevantradio.com slash innerlife. Coming up next, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass with our celebrant Father Rich Getchell. And stay tuned after that for Jesus 101 with Cale Clark on The Faith Explained. Tomorrow on the program, Carrying Your Cross worth tuning into with our spiritual director, Father Chris Walsh. Until then, friends, grace and peace.